Now for day two in the continuing saga of Grand Prix Denver 2008. This time is going to be a lot of my round by round action. Some talk with some people I know locally, and a lot of impromptu interviews with some pros, including people like Patrick Chapin, Lewis Scott Vargas, Paul Cheon, Steve Saden, Paolo Dama De, uh, Antonino Damaderosa, Paolo Victor Damaderosa, and others. Hope you enjoy. This is Road Warrior Otwell for MTGCast.com. If I fight, I win. Knowledge for the people at Fremont Channel Live. KRS One coming to represent. And the last match was kind of nice. Um, I played against a guy who listens to the main show on MCG Cast through MCG Salvation, but he, he didn't know about the actual website. So he only knew about the one show, so I explained him all the other different shows. He was a nice guy. He was playing Doran. He drew way too many lands for a Doran deck, like every game. And I drew way too many lands and an elemental deck every game. Example being like game three. I had a two-land draw when he thought sees me, and I did not miss a land draw till my 12th land. So, um, but in the end, I uh, pulled it out 2-1 and had a nice conversation with the guy. And you know, they're off to Hard Rock's Cafe tonight because they're calling it a night. And you know, I'm gonna start talking to uh, others about how they did. How do you? Eight and one. Eight and one. Lost to Kiskin one round, which is a really good matchup for me, but he just he had the nuts. You know how it goes. Right. Sometimes you can't beat the nuts. But you'll be representing the, the Kelpies. I am. Kelpie for the win. Kelpie fish. <laughs> vitamin King. Vitamin King. All right, Vitamin King. <laughs> I don't know. I like Kelpie control, but... I was just messing with you. 8-1, huh? No, no, it's good. Cool. No, no, I don't really like it. He, he counters this fine click with, with his command. Crypt, cryptic command. With one cryptic command. Then says, tap out your creatures. Tap out your creatures. The guy does. And then proceeds to draw for the cryptic. So three of them are four modes. Three of the four modes. I was like, you didn't play it twice, so we get a boomerang next. <laughs> so does that cost five mana? Four blue and one? Yeah, four blue and one. Somebody in one of the low tables. But Everyone believes it's a, it's a cantrip. That's why. Everyone thinks of it as a cantrip. But so the opponent stops him before it's officially a draw. Okay. So he stopped him. He stopped him. I mean, honestly, if he was, you know, a rude player, he would have just been silent for two seconds. Right. And I wouldn't have been any of the wiser. Right. And his opponent would have lost for drawing an extra card. He did the nice thing. I don't know. I can't. I don't really remember who won it. Well, I made one mistake today. I had a mannequin guy out there. He had the lash out, so I revealed the top card for the lash out. I watched one player. Not, I threw that up without thinking about it. I watched one player with several kitchen not attack an opponent who had only hybrid lands out. 
somebody do that to me. Go ahead and give him, but he, was, he had a 150 or 160 card red green deck, and he didn't attack me all the time. Like, okay, well, I'm, you, I'm you doing can attack him. For It's not like he has a response. He's only got hybrid lands. Right. What's he going to do? Produce three colorless? <laughs> he could have had six and flame javelin somebody. <laughs> like, no. I ended up 7-2. and two. Is that good enough for the cutoff? I'm hoping so. I was 28th after round 8. Oh, you're good, though. Yeah. So, in theory, it's good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Tiebreakers. You only really missed, like, like 6 to 9. Well, I had no buys. Right. So, you know, the, the story is, the theory is, without buys, it really hurts tiebreakers. It does. That's what they say. does. That's what they every, every buy is equal to 100% tiebreaker commit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I lost in round 5 and round 9, so... in the top three, and what I lost to was a Doran, Doran all right. and a Mono Red. Okay. So you haven't faced the other oddball out there? No, not really. The there, deck. There's a couple of others, right, right. But, um, you know, I, I beat what I wanted to, the top two decks, Kithkin and Fairies. Right. So, I'm happy. Good. Well, congrats on day two. Thank you. How about you? Did you... No, I, I ran into too many red decks with my all metal deck. Damn it. Yeah. Last night I thought it might have been higher, but I think I realized that 
Denver being kind of geographically remote from other places means that people probably tend to get in the night before and all register. That makes sense. Yeah. People have to do a lot of traveling and tend to hang out at the event. Sorry, what? People will do a lot of traveling and hang out the night before your right. event. Right. Yeah, they couldn't, you can't, you know, if you're in a place like Chicago, you know, there's a four-hour radius where people can just hop in their car and come, and here there isn't. <laughs> right. Four hours away is desert as far as I know. <laughs> yes. More mountains. Mountains. Mountains or plains. Depends which direction you're going. <laughs> so, uh, I had a question for you now. Better edit that out. What's your general thoughts of the weekend so far? Now that it's Saturday evening after day one. So far, so good. Uh, big, big events like this are a little rough at the end of registration, beginning around one. But we got everything sorted out, and then the rest of the tournament's smooth. We're finishing a little earlier than I thought we were going to finish. Okay. I thought we'd be doing at nine, but the, uh, the other format's fast. So. Yeah, it's a little faster. This is generally as smooth as a typical GP, or yeah. a little bit, yeah, bit no, different. Anything unusual in your eyes? Uh, not really. No. No. No, I was gone half the afternoon. So. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that smooth. Things were going so smooth. I was uh, in my room availing myself of getting some work done. Makes sense. I. Uh, and now I'm back to play magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do nowadays at Wasi? I'm the uh, content, I'm the senior content manager for OP and uh, for Premier Programs. So I am the guy who decides how the Grand Prix are run, what formats they're going to be, formats the Pro Tours, and how they're run. Uh, I'm in charge of all the uh, tournament rules for uh, for the Premier level, for all the, the the tournament rules for all games, and then the content for the Premier level. So, D&D Minis Championship, Magic Pro Tour, Worlds, Nationals, Regionals, Pro Tour Qualifiers. Um, I'm the tournament manager for the Pro Tour, so on site of the Pro Tour, I'm in charge of making sure the tournament goes well. Okay. And I'm uh, still the uh, still the tournament coordinator for Magic Online. Any new future plans for Magic Online yet? Possibility of PDQs maybe in the future? Continuing to uh, continuing to hopefully upgrade weekly. Okay. Get uh, get things uh, in a little better shape. It's doing it's doing really good right now. So. How far out do you guys plan major events? How far out do we plan major events? Yes. Uh, we right. are planning all the way through the end of 2009 right now. Okay. And not yet planning anything in 2010. <laughs> how small and or big a city, define how you want to, does it qualify to be a difference between a GP site only or a Pro Tour possible site? really depends on what we're looking to do at any given show. So, I mean, the Grand Prix cities that we've been to over the last 12 years in the U.S. are a pretty good representation of where we probably go again. I think there's probably, yeah, it's probably two or three that we haven't been to that I probably still consider at this point based on how well they're doing with like pre-releases and other events that they may not have done well in the past but now are doing really well. Um, Pro Tours are a different thing. We're looking for something that's uh, a little more prestigious. So the, right. number of cities in a pro, the number of cities we'd run a Pro Tour in the U.S. for instance is you know, a lot smaller than what we would do for uh, Grand Prix. But, uh, you know, how a Grand Prix performs 
certainly is uh, something to consider how many people we get for Grand Prix. It's often indicative of how many people we think might show up, like for side events. Right. So, uh, considering side events, sorry, considering side events, how did Memphis, Memphis get selected for Worlds? How did Memphis get selected for Worlds? Well, uh, the, when we made the announcement about the Pro Tour schedule, um, we, we talked about it there. We, um, we had to uh, repurpose resources for the WPN, so we were looking to, uh, you know, from five to four Pro Tours. And, uh, looked, at, uh, looked at what our options were for the year. Made the decision that way. Memphis is a. Uh, I know a lot of people have been kind of bagging on Memphis a little bit. They're really good barbecue. But I've been to Memphis, <laughs> and Memphis is a fun town. I think that anybody who comes is going to have a good time. I've been there too. The convention center. It's five blocks from Beale Street. Beale Street's Beale Street is Memphis' version of Bourbon Street. Quite as crazy, but it's still it's fun. It's open all night. There's you know restaurants and all all the good stuff down there. And there's uh, there's stuff to see in Memphis. Anybody's into you know all this, you can go to Graceland and see what's going on there. And, uh, I've been to Graceland. Yeah, I have not. I made a mistake. I have a hotel in the East Memphis. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm looking forward to it because I I was there for the Grand Prix in '99 and. Uh, I mean, I like the town. That was great. I might very well attend it as my first Worlds attending. you never been to Worlds? I've never been to Worlds. Chris Otwell's never been to Worlds? I've never been to Worlds. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yes. Because there hasn't really been one close to you, though, has there? Yeah, not really close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Seattle is yeah, theoretically close enough. Yes. But Ten years ago. And I almost went to, World, uh, to New York last year. Okay. But uh, problems with my divorce cut up all my money. Okay. <laughs> That's all we're done with That'll now. happen. What's the big near future? Or what's let, let's, let's see. What's the over under <laughs> on the number of years? Because last GP in Denver was 2001. Today is 2008, so it's been seven years. So seven years. It was theoretically okay. three years if you go back to Kamigawa Block for Salt Lake City. Yeah. And you consider this the same region? I don't know. What's the over under for a return event? Denver specifically, I'll put the over under seven. Yeah, seven? Sure, why not? Because that's the number I got to work with. How about Salt Lake City too? Uh, well, I guess. Or Phoenix. Five, maybe. I don't know. I'm not thinking that far ahead yet. So. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking about next year right now. <laughs> Is there going to be a return to some kind of team format? Uh, the three-person team and the two-headed giant. While not being supported at the premier level this year, it does not mean that it will not be supported. It is an, op- it is an option. Among, yes. And, always, and, and will be an option. I know that among average players, two of the Giants are a lot more popular. Mm-hmm. Among top end players, yes. three three person teams are a lot more popular. Correct. Will Rochester ever return? Uh, Rochester? Probably not. I mean, we, we, we announced that we, were, we weren't going to support that at this level. It's just Rochester's really not played outside of the Pro Tour, and we're looking to focus a little more on formats, so we don't have to cover, you know, you don't have to cover Rochester and Booster Draft. The players reading about it don't have to differentiate two. Better just pick one format that we can just we can focus on, and clearly that was the one because that's the one people play. Does that include Magic Online too? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> 
the places you've been in Denver this past week? What's been your most fun experience outside of the GP? I have not left the hotel since I got here. Really? I figured you were going out to dinner last night with a bunch of people. Yeah, I ended up not going. We had, a, we had some problems in the hotel with our rooms. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to take care of that. So rather than make everybody late, I told them to go on ahead. So I ate in the hotel last night. I thought they had a really good. I thought they were going out to a really nice place. I have, I have, I, they did. They went over. They went to Boulder to a very nice place. Like a Belgian steakhouse or something. Called Frasco. Okay. It's a very high class, world, well renowned, top fifty restaurant in the U.S. Yeah. I. Uh, that's a shame you missed that. I went across the street today and had lunch. That's about it. Right. <laughs> and that's probably the best I'll do all weekend. So. We'll see. Maybe tomorrow night when we're done, depending on when we finish, get out and get some good eat. Okay. The head judge has given us permission tomorrow to set up a table with a video camera okay. and headphones and all that to encourage people to come over to do constant interviewing. Okay. Something like on-the-spot tournament coverage. Sure. We would like you to make an appearance. Okay. Are you going to be there sometime? I will be here most of the day. I will be here. I will be in the hall tomorrow. Okay. Maybe not the whole day, but I do. I think I can come by. All right. I'm trying to come up with some better questions tonight. Okay. No worries. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Scott Larby. See ya. Yes. I'm going to say two and makes and a land. So you got 84. Yeah. So you got drawn. Can get you to a draw. Just like I let kids can get me to a draw. I had to give an hand. He knew that. I'm like, can you play faster? But I had to see. So did he put himself in a draw? Maybe he kicked himself out too, didn't he? Well, he was out regardless, even with a loss. He was in 96th place. Yeah, you got screwed. Sorry. You played good enough to make it. Some of the Colorado players have made top 64. Connolly is led by Connolly Woods, sitting in fourth place with an 8-1 record, playing Kelpie. Matt Moshewitz is in 54th. John Job. Yeah, John Job. Is 57th. And that's everybody that's, that I can that recognize Colorado-wise in top 64. People who are also the same record, but failed to miss that top 64 split from Colorado. Include Travis Sparrow, the former vintage world champion. 7-2 and two went all the way down to 79th. And Bradford got screwed in the 19-point uh, bracket. Right, we'll just go back to the hotel. As well as Gian. Gian lost. He went down to 89th. Um, but some of the name pros that didn't make it include uh, Lee Stett, uh Steve Satan, Louis Scott Vargas, uh, Adam York, and Chino DeRosa. Follow Victor Damodorosa. And those are the only ones people I've interviewed. There's other ones, of course. Those are the people I've interviewed so far. He dropped out last round because he got third loss, uh, third loss, I think. Just about everybody you gave that deck to made top 64 except him. I didn't know Chapman was here. Oh, he's here. He's been here. 
Oh, and Gallagher lost the last round, too, in order to miss out the top of 64. Blackman lost. Kibler lost. Yeah, he was in the U.S. I don't know what that was all about. Hmm. I think they moved here. No, no, no. That's what they were saying. Really? They seem to have moved to New York. Okay. I finished in 209th. After playing, after playing a, a feature match and playing one of the best games you've ever seen me play, probably. Or at least right up there. And then proceeded to get screwed by pure random redness. That I recovered from. Well, 6 a.m. beginning of day three, so anyways, here's my final thoughts for day two. I figured I'd fill it in, so I'm now getting ready to finish the editing of the podcast. Unfortunately, the uh, wireless internet at the hotel we're at is dog slow, so it's taking roughly an hour to upload each individual one, and I got like six to upload at this point from day two, but you'll get them all, just see them off there before you read this, I'm sure, so, uh, thoughts, Colorado as a whole didn't do as well as we had hoped, uh, we did have a couple of, of big hits in there, like Connolly. Um, we had a couple of near misses with Gian and Gallagher and Bradford. Um, they're all basically one less than maybe one game away from making day two and missed it. Uh, overall, I think I've had a lot of fun. I got uh, introduced myself to a lot of pros, modern and old, uh, Chapin, etc. Really funny guy. I think. I hope to do a lot more of those interviews today. I'm very much considering just skipping the PTQ today for the purpose, sole purposes of setting up a table and encouraging people to come over to do podcasting of uh, the pros. And, uh, you know, give them a chance to do some stuff. I have to write down some questions, get that all set. So, but I, I woke up early today to, in order to finish this podcasting solely because Bradford decided to smack me while I was sleeping and woke me up. Couldn't go back to sleep after that point, so I got like three and a half hours of sleep last night. Um, after falling asleep drunk, basically. Uh, I mean, today's Bradford's birthday, so, and the fact he did well, but not quite well enough, we decided we'll get some, go hit the liquor store for some, uh, shooters, champagne, and, uh, drank most of that. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know, 20 some shooters. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I've had a lot of fun, it's been interesting, it's been a high class weekend, I think we've uh, showed watching that while we're somewhat remote, we can, and that harder to attract people in that respect, we're also do a decent job of uh, hosting an event, and a fairly smooth one of that, um, I'm pretty glad, I'm pretty happy at how it's been running. I just kind of wish this format would have been a lot more interesting in the end. Uh, another reason why I'm not so thrilled with the idea of just playing the BTQ. But maybe I'll play the GPT later today for Kansas City, or maybe um, try in the Mox Ruby tournament for standard, because at least to me that's a lot more interesting. I have a better chance than either of those two right now than I do. And even though I played all this block, I just don't think I have what I need to. I just don't have the luck needed to win with what decks I have to play, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I think I played well. I played math. I played great yesterday. I just didn't have a 
if I had, if I'd been Mr. Super Lucky with my pairings and my, uh, and my opponents not drawing the nuts at times or drawing, drawing the win off the top of their deck, I think I could have very well gone on to make a contention for day two, but probably failed in the end. But, you know, in the end, so far, I'm happy with how everything went. I'm happy with how I did. I'm happy to see some people in Colorado that have made a mark. And hopefully, um, I talked to we talked to the uh, head judge of the tournament, and he's going to let us set up a dedicated table for doing a podcast um, near, hopefully nearby, but sort of out of the way of all the players, so that we can uh, get a chance to make a mark as far as uh, as far as the event coverage is concerned. So we'll see how today goes. I hope you've enjoyed day two of Grand Prix Denver so far. Uh, I've broken up to like a half a dozen parts because of how much recorded time I've got. And I think I'm doing good because I'm only on my second battery. And the battery still says it's near full, so this little device is really cool. Alright. Thanks, and thanks more in the future. This is Rogue War Rotwell signing off for day two.